Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones, and I'm going to do something very different today. I'm going to read the book of Hebrews. This is the Christian Standard Bible, or what's known as the CSB, and uh, you don't want to hear the scripture read. You keep on rolling, but uh, I'm, I'm preaching through this with us, our pastors here at our local church, and I kind of wanted to see how long it took to read, whether I get as far as half of it today. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, read it out loud. And so I'm going to do that with you. And uh, I hope that it's an encouragement to you. And, uh, um, you know, I'm going to try to read it as if I was, as if it is, because it is the Word of God. And so I want to give it the uh, um, the honor and the privilege uh, that, that we have to read it. So Hebrews chapter 1, starting in verse 1, goes like this. Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. He is the radiance of his glory, the exact expression of his nature, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became higher in rank than the angels, just as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. When he again brings his firstborn into the world, he says, And all God's angels must worship him. And about the angels, he says he makes his angels, winds, and his servants a fiery flame. But about the son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. This is why God, your God, has anointed you rather than your companions with the oil of joy. And in the beginning, Lord, you established the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak, and they will be changed like a robe. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Now to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation. Chapter 2. We must therefore pay even more attention to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and obedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first spoken by the Lord, and confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. For he has not subjected to angels the world to come that we are talking about, but one has testified elsewhere. What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet. For in subjecting everything under his feet, he left nothing not subject to him. As it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him, but we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time, so that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death. For it was fitting in bringing many sons to glory that he, for whom through all things exist, should make the source of their salvation perfect through his sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and the one who is sanctified have all one father. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will proclaim your name, my brothers. I will sing to you in the congregation. 
And again, I will trust him. And again, here I am with the children God gave me. Now, since the children have flesh and blood in common, he also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tested and has suffered, he is able to help those who are also tested. Chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers and companions, in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was in all God's household. For Jesus is considered worthy of more glory than Moses, just as the builder has more honor than the house. Now every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household and as a testimony to what would be said in the future. But Christ, he was faithful as a son over his household, whose household we are if we hold on to the courage and confidence of our hope. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of testing in the desert, where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with this generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest. Watch out, brothers, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that departs from the living God. But encourage each other daily, while it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become companions of the Messiah if we hold firmly till the end, the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who heard and rebelled? Wasn't it really all who came out of Egypt under Moses? And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Therefore, chapter 4, while the promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear so that none of us should miss it. For we also have received the good news just as they did, but the message they heard did not benefit them since they were not united with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed enter the rest in keeping with what he has said. So I swore in my anger, they will never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the foundation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in this way. <clears throat> and on the seventh day, God rested from all of his works. Again in that passage, he says, they will never enter my rest. Since it remains for some to enter it, to those who formerly received the good news, did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he, spe he specifies on a certain day, today speaking through David after such a long time as previously stated. Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken later about another day. A Sabbath rest remains, therefore, for God's people. For the person who has entered the rest has rested from his own works, just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will fail, so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating as far as to divide soul, spirit, joints, and marrow. It is a judge of the ideas and the thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, 
But all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to this confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help at the proper time. Chapter 5. For every high priest taken from men is appointed in service to God for the people to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and with those who are going astray, since he himself is also subjected to weakness. Because of this, he must make a sin offering for himself as well as for the people. No one takes this honor on himself. Instead, a person is called by God just as Aaron was. In the same way, the Messiah did not exalt himself to become a high priest, but the one who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. Also said another passage, You are a priest forever, in the order of Melchizedek. During his earthly life, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he heard because of his reverence, though a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. After he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And he was declared by God as a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have a great deal to say about this, and it's difficult to explain, since you have become slow to understand. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of God's revelation. You need milk, not solid food. Now everyone who lives on milk is an experience with the message about righteousness, because he's an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. Chapter 6. <clears throat> Therefore, leaving the elementary message about the Messiah, let us go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith in God, teaching about ritual washings, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits. For it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened, who tasted the heavenly gift, became companions with the Holy Spirit, tasted God's good word and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away because of their own harm. They are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. For ground that has drunk the rain and has often fallen on it, and that produces vegetation useful to those to whom it is cultivated for, receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it's worthless and about to be cursed and will be burned in the end. Even though we are speaking in this way, dear friends, in your case, we are confident of the better things connected with salvation. For God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love which you showed for his name when you served the saints, and you continue to serve them. Now we want each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the final realization of your hope, so that you won't become lazy, but imitators of those who inherit the promises through faith and perseverance. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. I will most certainly bless you, and I will greatly multiply you. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise. For men swear by something greater than themselves, and for them a confirming oath ends every dispute. Because God wanted to show his unchangeable purpose even more clearly to the heirs of the promise, he guaranteed it with an oath. So that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. We have this hope 
like a sure and firm anchor of the soul that enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf as a forerunner because he has become a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham and blessed him as he returned from defeating the kings. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, mother, or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, remains a priest forever. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the plunder. The sons of Levi, who received the priestly office, have a commandment according to the law to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brothers, though they have also descended from Abraham. But one without this lineage collected tithes from Abraham and blessed the one who had the promises? Without a doubt. The inferior is blessed by the superior. In one case, men who will die receive tithes, but in the other case, Scripture testifies that he lives. And in a sense, Levi himself, who receives tithes, has paid through Abraham, for he was still within his forefather when Melchizedek met him. If then perfection came to the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest to arise in the order of Melchizedek, and not to be described in being in the order of Aaron? For when there is a change of the priesthood, there must be a change of law as well. For one about whom these things are said belonged to a different tribe, from Judah, and about that tribe Moses said nothing concerning priests. And this becomes clear if another priest like Melchizedek arises, who doesn't become a priest based on a legal command concerning physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. For it has been testified, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So the previous commandment is annulled because it was weak and unprofitable, for the law perfected nothing. But a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. None of this happened without an oath. For others became priests without an oath, but he with an oath made by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn, and he will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. So Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now many have become Levitical priests since they are prevented by death from remaining in the office. But because he remains forever, he holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is always able to save those who come to God through him, since he, has al since he always lives to intercede for them. For this is the kind of high priest we need, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as the other high priests do. First for their own sins, then for the sins of the people. He did this once for all when he offered for himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath which came after the law appoints a son who has been perfected forever. Chapter 8. Now the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister in the sanctuary, in the true tabernacle which the Lord set up, and not man, for every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it was necessary for this high priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he wouldn't be a priest, since there are those who are offering the gifts prescribed by the law. These serve as a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. 
as Moses was warned when he was about to complete the tabernacle. For he said, Be careful that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But Jesus has now obtained a superior ministry, and to that degree he is the mediator of a better covenant, which has been legally enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no opportunity would have been sought for a second one. But finding fault with his people, God says, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day I took them by their hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant. I disregarded them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds, and I will write on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And each person will not teach his fellow citizen, and each of his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their wrongdoing, and I will never again remember their sins. By saying a new covenant, he has declared that the first is old, and what is old and aging is about to disappear. So that, my friends, in case you picked up in the middle or forgot for some reason, that is Hebrews chapter 1 through chapter 8. And I will record chapter 9 through 13 at a later point. I hope this encourages you. May God bless the reading of his word. And whatever your church is doing, I, I pray that you do read the Word and that we read it out loud. It's a blessed thing to read the Word out loud, and I pray that you were encouraged by it. Uh, obviously, as I read, there were a few times I made mistakes. Thankfully, God's Word has no mistakes, but I do because I'm human. <laughs> so I pray that blesses you. Hebrews 1, 1 through 8. For Northeast by Midwest, I am Jonathan Jones. Have a great day.